0: Hey, what's up? It's Jax from Plastic Action, and you're listening to the world-famous Toy Photocast. We are storytellers.
1: Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is another episode of Toy Photocast. This is the Roundtable episode number two with Mr. Work More or Less and Scott Blind. What is up, everybody?
2: Not too much. Just another day, right?
1: It's <laughs> Another day. What's up, Scott? Another day. I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing good. Glad to get you guys on the show. I know uh, we got some stuff we want to talk about today, but it's just going to be a fun conversation between the two of you and just chatting about everything from Star Wars to uh, toy photography and whatever, whatever comes across our minds. I love it. So, Jason, you um, recently got an incredible opportunity to go see the rise of Skywalker in cinema with some very cool people. Do you want to share exactly what that experience was and how you got to do it?
2: Yeah, it was uh, pretty wild. It's kind of a I mean, it could be a long story. I'll try not to keep it. Uh, I'll try to keep it uh, <laughs> brief. But uh, I mean, you guys can kind of just jump in whenever you want. But uh, to go back to the beginning Yes, I was invited by Lucasfilm to the premiere, the Red Carpet premiere in LA. And uh, that was December 16th of last year. And um, what got me there was uh, a submission to the 2018 Star Wars Fan Awards. And that was a little short film that I did using uh, Black Series toys in kind of an homage to uh, like the old Kinner commercials so it was only like, I think it's only 12 to 15 seconds long. And, uh, but basically had my two boys, they were doing voices and I had my hands like come into the frame with the action figures and like turn them towards camera. And, uh, my kids would say, you know, get to the ship. And then I'd have Han Solo running across, like with my hand, like just running him across, like (laughs) moving across screen and the stormtroopers following and like super tongue in cheek. And uh, now, intentionally... is that video out
0: on Instagram now uh, for yeah. people
2: to see? Yeah, it's, it's on Instagram, on my account. Um, or if you just search on the Star Wars site uh, for the Star Wars Fan Awards and then just my name, Jason Young, Y-A-N-G, Y-A-N-G um, it should pop up. Uh, it's called Sim- Simple Tricks and Nonsense is what I call it. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but yeah, so that, that ended up, uh, long story short, ended up winning uh, a Spirit of Fandom Award in 2018. And then fast forward to the kind of the end of last year, uh, kind of in a roundabout way, that helped uh, myself along with other uh, the other winners of the video category um, to get an invite to the premiere. So uh, on that, I have to thank uh, Raymond Montemayor. He's at Star Wars Stories. You might have seen his stuff along Instagram, but he's one of the other short film directors. Um, he did a short film called The Toys Awaken. I guess it was really long-format film, but uh, Toys Awaken. Kind of the same thing, like using toys uh, across different, um, like the Black Series and Plush Toys and Funko Pops and all that stuff. And it included like his daughters into the the narrative. Um, and did some stop motion. It's really, really cool. Um, but I should thank him because he was the one that kind of helped spearhead uh, kind of the interaction with Lucasfilm and and we, the other um, kind of short or the film, uh, video directors, uh, to be able to get into the premiere. So, um, it's, it's pretty wild. It, it kind of all came together. Um, I got an invite, uh, a couple weeks, like an official invite in the mail. Um, it was really cool, like a little pop-up card and everything, but that was, uh, given to me, uh, sent to me through the mail. And that's when I was like, okay, we're actually doing this. This is for real because <laughs> Up to that point, uh, I just didn't know. And, and Raymond, he wasn't really quite sure. Uh, he knew everything. He was uh, interacting with the Lucasfilm uh, female relations person. You're telling him, okay, you don't, don't need to worry. We're not going to send you a, 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 like a ticket or anything like that. You just will show up and you'll be on the list. And wow. so we're just all kind of like, uh, okay, I guess that works. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't until I got that official kind of save the date or you're invited by Lucasfilm. When I was like, okay, this is this is a real deal and this is actually going to happen. So uh, pretty wild, pretty wild to say the least. So what's your hot take off of that?
1: Like just a first reaction um, going to something that massive as like a Star Wars
2: premiere? Oh, um, definitely a lot of hot takes, I suppose. But I think it's just, it was really interesting leading up to it. Kind of, I was trying to keep my expectations low because I had no idea what, if I was going to have any kind of interactions with um, some of the celebrities and the actors and directors and uh, just other people who were involved in the film. Um, I just, I wasn't quite sure. So I kind of kept my expectations low, but uh, going into it, it exceeded, it blew those out of the water. Um, Amazing, amazing people I was able to, you know, talk to and take pictures with, which we can talk about later. Um, But being there, you just kind of realize that everybody... We're all kind of this. We're all kind of the same, um, you know. The celebrities—they're doing their thing. This is their job. Uh, they have to walk the carpet. They've got to talk to, um, you know, do all the little press, um, you know, press interviews and talk to people and put on the, turn it on, turn on their, you know, their smiley faces. I love Star Wars, and then turn it off. And you just you see kind of behind the scenes of that, and just it's just like you recognize, okay, they're just normal people. Some of them don't want to be here. Some of them are not too excited about, <laughs> you know, having to dress up or, you know, do the pomp and circumstance type stuff. Um, that was just really fascinating. And then outside of that, as a kind of a star Wars fan and the experience being there and the energy was super high. Um, cause you know, nobody had seen the film, not even, I mean, most, most people hadn't seen the film. Right. But, um, just you know the anticipation of like oh my gosh this is the last of the sky skywalker saga Uh, as so they say i should put that in quotations right Mm -hmm. um and being there where it premiered in 1977 and i was in the same theater for the final film like just stopping and thinking about that like that's a pretty pretty amazing thing um it would have been cool to be you know at the last jedi premiere. But for this one being the last one, I think it just had a little bit more weight to it. And, um, it was just fun. It was, there was a, a lot of energy and it was just fascinating to see how everything was put together. Cause your perspective, my perspective, uh, when you see all these things, like if you're streaming on YouTube or whatever, you know, they're trying to, to make it look the best it can be. And you don't see behind the scenes, you don't see around the corner or they don't pan the camera to the right where there's a bunch of people, you know, <laughs> off right. screen, like doing, you know, just managing and, uh, it's, it's just really fascinating. And then bumping into, uh, some people that I've met on Instagram, um, and you know, some hosts of, uh, YouTube shows and stuff like that. Uh, and just running into people that I, that I am good friends with. Uh, it was just a really, really fun experience. And I still, you know, being there, I was like pinching myself like, this is crazy. You asked me for a pinch me moment. That was, That was definitely one of them so
1: so like when you're there is it you can just walk up to anybody and just get a photo with them or how did that whole interaction work and in like an event like that
2: yeah if you're familiar i mean uh anybody who possibly if you saw the they streamed it on youtube so you could go back and check it out but the premiere that they were uh, broadcasting on youtube Mm -hmm. um it was there were a couple different areas so the, the section that you saw where the, the, the fans were kind of on either side, they would walk kind of in between on this, um, kind of in between uh, fans on left and right, probably three or four you know, people stacked, like really crammed uh, between the kind of the aisle and this wall, the backdrop. There's like four or five people deep, but they were like, you know, cosplayers and people who look good on camera were going to be kind of closer towards the, towards the, uh, the front. Over those, so this this whole area, um, it was it was kind of behind and off off behind like a block from the actual theater, one of the theaters, and you you would walk um, kind of between like in an alley from that where they started to the middle of Hollywood Boulevard, which um, was also there was like a big tent like in the middle of the street that they just blocked off. And from there, you could go to either the uh, El Capitan was one of the theaters. And then across the street is the Chinese theater and then the Dolby theater. So those two, uh, basically, the, the you would walk and be able to go to whichever theater you were supposed to, um, to see the film. in. you had like a little badge that was color coded yellow, red or blue.
0: Now, so when that, you say uh, that too. you were kind of pushed off to not pushed off, of, but mm-hmm. uh, designated for different theaters. Um, Do they put you in the same one with like the actors or were you kind of just in um, a different one with more like the casual fans or the people who were asked to be there um, with right. you know, like the star Wars fandom? Right. So I wasn't, I was kind of assuming
2: that the the Chinese theater might be the one, but it actually was the Dolby it's newer. They've got a larger stage kind of in front of the screen. And so that's where the, the actors and I guess the people of great importance, uh, were, were sitting and, but, but you could actually, a few people that I was with, some of the other filmmakers that I was with, um, they like two or three of them were placed in that theater. And then a couple other ones were in the Capitan and uh, myself and another, uh, guy, we were in the, the, the Chinese theater. So it was kind of just uh, from what I could tell, I think some of it was random, but the yeah i mean i assume the 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 el capitan and the chinese probably had the most i mean just fans um but one of the actually one of the red carpet hosts who was on screen um he was sitting right behind me so you know who knows uh who everybody was or where everybody was but um it was really it was really interesting again just seeing like how they ushered people into theaters and um just everything that happened before the actual film started was there ever a point that you could like talk
1: to someone and just kind of tell them why you were there? Like, or did, did people not really know
2: what the reasoning was for your, uh, your, your ticket? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Cause that's, that was kind of the big question. Like, okay, how do you know that I'm just a fan versus I'm somebody who was important worked on, you know, in the, in the production team or whatever. Um, you, you didn't know, like, there, unless you had, like, I think there were some that were, maybe some were green. And that might have been more like the production crew, mm-hmm. but everybody had the same looking little badge, like on a lanyard. So it was either yellow, red, or blue, and it was just all mixed up. So that actually allowed you to kind of just, if you like, what I did towards the end, uh, as I kind of just walked around, I had left where I was supposed to be. And just kind of walked around while they were doing, like, the the actors were going around talking to all the press. Um, just kind of strolling by, and it's kind of funny. Uh, but, yeah, let me, I'll back up just mm-hmm. so that that space where they were doing a lot of the, the photos and where they were broadcasting from the Star Wars show stage, doing that live, that was offset, like I was saying, offset a block from Hollywood Boulevard. And so they, it was this gigantic tent. They covered um i mean it was it was it was huge and there were like a couple there was like a, a balcony level where you can actually go up there and, and look down um but on the kind of in the middle section is where they had the uh the stage a star wars stage and it was looking towards one of the ends where there was like uh three x-wings that were hanging up kind of fairly large model x-wings like they're pretty big and then if you looked up like top of the tent, everything was blacked out, but they had like these lights. So it looked like stars. And um, I mean, everything just felt very Star Wars-y. They had the blue carpet instead of red carpet, which kind of threw off a couple of my toy photos that I, that I did in preparation <laughs> for it. But I was like, that's okay, that's okay. Um, yeah, so then the actors would walk down that aisle I was telling you about. And then from there, they would hit the the back of the Star Wars stage. And they would either have to go left or they'd have to go right around the stage. And then, uh, from there they could, you know, get on stage, do an interview, go towards the, the X wings or go, um, right or left further out where, um, there was kind of a, a, another division and the press was kind of lining those, those kind of outer walls. So I was, I was placed, we were taken to be corralled in that space in the, where the aisle was. And I was on one of the sides Uh, but I was kind of at the end, like around the corner. So as the actors would get to the end of that and they had to get to the stage and either go left or right, they would stop there for like, you know, maybe five, 10, 15 seconds. And their handlers would say, Oh, we need to go do this or we need to come this way or that way. And so that gave myself and the guys I was with an opportunity to, to just get their attention and say, Hey, do you mind if we get a quick picture? And I it's crazy you can go on my instagram and see my uh, my stories uh my yeah. highlights uh just some of the people that i got uh got to take photos with and actually talk to um it was it was pretty crazy it was pretty so crazy you got
1: to talk to well, from what i look like seeing on your instagram you said that you got to see bob Iger. you got to yeah. see j.j abrams you got to see uh uh Dave filoni.
2: Dave filoni um who else did you get to see Let's see, um, Daniel Logan. So young Boba Fett. Uh, he was one of the first guys that I was able to kind of talk to. It was funny because I had met him before at Comic Con a couple years ago. Um, I was with a couple of other other friends who were Boba Fett fan club and White Boba Fett on Instagram. Um, they were kind of doing some video stuff with him, and so I was with him and said, "Hey," and that was about the the extent of that. And <laughs> when I saw him at the premiere, um, I was like, "Hey, Daniel, how's it going?" He looked at me, he's like, dude, how you been? I was like, (laughs) I don't think we're that close. You're not even following me. I don't think you know who I am. But he pretended like he recognized me. So uh, that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, so Daniel Logan, Dave Filoni, he came by a couple times. First time, he just kind of said, hey, I got a picture. And then afterwards, uh, as he was kind of wandering around, he stopped. And uh, one of the other, Raymond, I think, he said, hey, we're, you know, introduced us and said we did the star wars uh we're winners from the the video portion of the star wars fan awards and dave felon who was like really interested and he's like oh that's awesome it was he was supposed to be one of the uh like kind of the judges for that oh really so at least he had a little bit of idea what what we were talking about um and so yeah we we talked to him for you know maybe two to five minutes and he was i trying to remember exactly what he said but he was like, he was the kindest guy. I mean, he was so, um, appreciative of what we do as fans. And, um, you know, I think is kind of inspired by it too, but, um, that was, that was pretty fun to, to actually get, he, we talked, probably talked to him for the kind of the longest amount of time, but yeah, I mean, everybody was, I don't think there was anyone that, that seemed kind of off putting other than like, Mark Hamill, he didn't talk to anybody. He just walked right past us. And oh, somebody, really? Yeah, somebody, uh, somebody tried to get his attention. He was like, "Ah, eh. he just, he just." <laughs> so that's hilarious.
0: So, so he, uh, he wasn't giving the fans any attention whatsoever, huh? Not really.
2: Not that's really. A I, shame. Think
0: just, a shame. I think he's just kind of done. he have been doing it. He's been doing it for so long. Well, man. yeah, that, <laughs> we're now like forty years.
2: Over mm-hmm. forty years. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah. So James Arnold Taylor, the uh, voice actor for Obi-Wan, the Clone Wars. He's yeah. most known for, but he's done a ton of other voices. Uh, let's see. Ashley Eckstein, of course, Ahsoka Tano.
1: Ahsoka Tano.
2: Voice actor. She she was kind. She even dressed up like <laughs> she has like this orange uh, like suit that she, I mean, she looked good. But then she had like a scarf that was kind of the, the blue and white. So she looked like Ahsoka. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then uh one of my favorites was Ian McDermott. He oh. stopped and got a picture with the Emperor.
1: He's so gracious,
2: man. Like he comes he to Comic Cons a lot. Oh man. He was so kind. I mean, i I was expecting when I you know, I was trying to be very, very kind and like, you know, calling them every all everybody by their last name, you know, Mr. or Mrs. And everybody was just willing to stop and take a picture. And um, like you said, they were just they were just kind. And I think they recognize what it means to be like in star Wars or be recognized as part of star Wars. Um, at least the smart ones, I think recognize that, see them. Yeah. The the weight of that. Let's see JJ Abrams. And then, um, so towards the end, I got to give a a couple shout outs. So, um, Michael Canavo, he's a host, one of the hosts of Rex and around, and that's a show on YouTube and it's really great. It's great discussion. He guy named Taylor and Greg, uh, they sit and they talk about Star Wars fandom. They do cosplay uh, or at least have in the past. Uh, really great show. I He was he was there too. I got to meet him. And he was with another guy named Garrett Watts who's a huge Instagram guy. And he's got like three something million followers. Crazy. They were walking around like they were celebrities. I'm like, wait a second. Why are you out here? <laughs> How did you get on the uh, – like why are you walking the carpet? He's like, dude, we're just walking around. I'm like, wait, what? It's like yeah, look at your badge. It's exactly like ours. It's the same thing. Nobody cares. Just come out. I'm like really. And uh, That's so hilarious. I, it took me a minute, and I I realized you know what this is the only time I'm going to be here. I'm just going to do it. So they you kind mustered of, the courage. Yeah, yeah. They inspired me to uh, just say all right, I'm peacing, and at that <laughs> point I was able to walk around and uh, yeah, I mean just just strolled around. Yeah. So you were a celebrity here for at least 15 minutes. You had your fame. I don't know if I had my fame or if I was a celebrity, but I was there for 15 minutes at least. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see,
1: uh, I on your stories, I saw you got to see BB-8. Was that the actual like film
2: yeah. used, BB-8? I think it was one of the versions. Uh, wow. What was incredible about that, so where I was located, I was kind of able to kind of move around. And I wasn't stuck in between all the people. And so, or like stuck against the wall and the the railing, like mo- many people were. So I was kind of around the corner, and what was awesome is they started kind of they'd do their little thing on the stage, and then they would go towards the X wings, and then go to the left and right, and then go back down the opposite way to talk to the press. And I saw, you know, Chewbacca came by, and then I saw BB-8 and Dio, and I talked to the person who was kind of the one of the attendants or the guards there. And I said, hey, do you mind if I just kind of come over next to you and I want to you know, take some video and show my kids? And she's like, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, they don't care either. What? They're just there. That's their job. She's like, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, that's fine. And so I kind of stepped over towards there, got down on the ground kind of on my knees and was just taking video. And he, he was away, but he started rolling towards me. And then he came right up to me. And was talking to me. <laughs> the, <laughs> that, video, awesome. the video, the video is cool. Like that was probably my my the best celebrity uh, interaction I would say while I was there. Um, but yeah, he came by and and was beeping, and it was cool. I I think they probably realized. Oh wait a second, this guy isn't anybody. We need to go to the next person. But um, that was that was pretty amazing. My, kids, so I have to ask, have to man, it. did you get to meet Billy D? I didn't get to meet him, but I was five minutes, or not five minutes, five feet from him. He was doing some... You know what? That's good enough for me. He looked good. (laughs) He looked good. (laughs) He looked great in that movie, man. No, he was fantastic, yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, my God. So let's talk about your kind of reaction to seeing the film that night. Like, what initially did you think about it? Um, Did you enjoy it? What was the
2: experience after you left the theater? Um. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say that being there uh, for that experience didn't kind of cloud a little bit. Not cloud, but didn't add to my overall feeling. I mean, it was just, uh, I was amped. It was amazing. And so seeing it there under the circumstances after meeting a bunch of, uh, you know, the celebrities and stuff, uh, it was just, oh, man, I was excited. Um, So coming out of the theater... I immediately was just like, wow, that was a breakneck-paced film and a lot of action and a lot going on, and I I had fun with it. So, I mean, there were a lot of things that I wasn't quite sure, uh, you know, just thinking through, okay, well, are they going to redeem Kylo? Is the Emperor really going to be in it? How much, you know, is he going to be a physical form or just like kind of a voice? You know, all these questions going into it, which I tried to stay away from spoilers this time around. But all these thoughts in my head, like, are they gonna, you know, are they gonna ship uh, Ben and Ray and all this other stuff? Some of those things, I was like, oh man, if they do that, I'm probably not gonna like it. But they ended yeah. up doing a lot of those things, and I just came out saying, you know what, that works. It's that's fine. Like, I there are ways that I think it could have done been done differently, it would have been interesting, but I I had fun. I, it was it was a good film. There were a lot of great beats. Um, it definitely there were some things that I was not too excited about. But again, my outlook is always like, I just enjoy Star Wars. And I think we're, we're fortunate to get what we get. Um, and there's always going to be things that are going to be great and always things that are going to be not so great. So it's just really your outlook. Like I can sit here and I can complain or say they should have done it my way, but that's not really going to change anything. So, um, but all in all, I, I thought it was fun and I've seen it a couple of times since, since that first viewing and, um, I still think it's a it's a it's a good film. It's not my favorite, but I still enjoyed it. So what do
1: you what do you guys want to uh, I want to see what your thoughts are on this. But what do you think about how the critic score uh, compares to The Last Jedi? Like, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now, and it's 52 percent for the Rise of Skywalker versus like a 93 percent for The Last Jedi why do you think there was such a drastic uh, change for this movie versus the last Jedi?
0: Mm. What do you think, Scott? Well, i off the top of my head. That score um, actually surprises me. And I, I get it that, you know, people don't like this movie and like the last podcast, the group chat or um, roundtable we had, I had, you know, some complaints. Um, I still enjoyed the movie and I, I know, uh, like on, uh, your toy photo cast, uh, feed you know, there was, uh, some comments, but like, I, I did enjoy the movie, but like the last Jedi for me, that was one that I just wasn't into at all. I had a lot of difficulties mm-hmm. with that movie. Um, it just seemed a little like too goofy for me. Um, there's too much comedy. Um, and this one, I actually I liked a lot better. So the fifty-two really doesn't make much sense. Now I know, like I would kind of seen that this one was scored either just as bad or, or just it rated just as poorly, or like right around the Phantom Menace. And I, I don't see that at all. I, I you know, that this is significantly better than that. Um, it honestly, it doesn't really make much sense to me, like why mm. this one was scored so badly, other than. I mean I could see like why people were complaining about um you know the emperor coming back and kind of like it almost seemed like a it just didn't seem like a well thought out plan to just make her like a, a palpatine I don't mm-hmm. you know I don't know if they really had any answers for that they just kind of used that as kind of a let's fill in the gap and hopefully um you know people will buy it but I mean s- cinematography wise, I thought it was very good. I thought all the locales were very good and interesting. I thought the acting was very good. I you know they did a lot of really um, nice things with Carrie Fisher and like Leia's kind of uh, the finality of like that storyline. Um, so yeah, honestly, man, that, that one doesn't really make much sense to me. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, I think uh, it's, it's always hard to know with
2: with scores i mean just like with anything like you don't know who exactly is (laughs) who's who in general like who all is going to participate in in the scoring or the ranking i mean i know it's kind of open uh and there's a lot of like it's legitimate right but Mm -hmm. um it's it's hard for me even with like like news outlets or like the reviews that that came out right after the film Uh, you know, some of those people are going to have agendas like they need to get people to get eyes on their content so they can make money. So sometimes it might be better to be very, um, divisive, very, um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I just don't, I, I kind of take those things kind of with a a grain of salt. Um, but it's hard, it's hard to know exactly. What who it all represents, like all those different scores, and because I've heard from from both sides, um, I don't know. I <laughs> hear it's it's all over. So I was
1: just curious what you guys thought because when you look at the audience score on the Rise of Skywalker, it's a staggering 86% is positive, and then when you look at the Last Jedi, it's like 43% audience score. So like the audience loved the rise of skywalker versus yeah. uh in a general statement and then like the last jedi like generally did not like the the last jedi so but then you look at the critics it's 91 percent for last jedi and then 52 rise of skywalker it's like nobody can kind of agree on whether or not they like it or not as a as a whole but
0: well, um, well i will say i think jason makes a good point I, you know, we definitely live in an age where being pro any topic doesn't really generate the clicks as yep. much as being anti. Mm-hmm. And with this one, I think you know, coming off of The Force Awakens, which generally had a pretty strong, um, opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were the you know, the tired kind of a uh, uh, critique that it was the exact same movie as A New Hope, whatever but you know but it, it really i mean for the most part it, it was people were pretty um high on it and then like the force awakens i know like um a lot of the people that you know that i work with and like you know people that grew up with star wars really hated the way disney was taking this and hated the force awakens and refused to go see like the rise of skywalker or just yeah. were not having it so i think like coming out of the force awakens there was probably a lot of uh or, excuse me um the last jedi there was probably a lot of uh you know immediate responses like oh this is this is really cool you know this is great and then as time kind of settled in people like you know got their uh got to take their punches at the movie um it kind of became this very um stereotypical kind of uh general parlor over the entire like you know franchise in the way you know and not saying you know i have this opinion but you know a lot of people were you know very down on like you know kathleen kennedy and so maybe you have a lot of people just coming in here going didn't even see the movie or just came in with the mindset that i'm not going to enjoy this film and then could find everything that they weren't going to like about it and like focused on those yeah that's interesting because i'm i just noticed this
1: and this is the last thing i'll say on this topic before i transition to another but the amount of user ratings for The Last Jedi was two hundred and seventeen thousand, versus Rise of Skywalker, which is only ninety four thousand. So like a hundred yeah. more, a hundred thousand more rated on The Last Jedi, and it, I think you I think you hit the nail on the the coffin right there about hate does sometimes garner a lot more clicks, and sometimes that can uh, just bring people. Uh, I guess, what am I trying to say here? I I think at the end of the day, what I think this franchise, the sequel franchise, the sequel trilogy is going to do is it's going to age really well. I think as we let it sink in, kind of like the prequels, a lot of people like have grown to love the prequels. I think the sequel trilogy is going to age really well. And a lot of our questions and frustrations that even people had back with the original trilogy are probably going to fizzle out and just learn to realize okay we're getting a we're getting content that we've wanted for a long time and it's i mean it's really well done like you said the cinematography the locales mm-hmm. the the action and it's a, is it a perfect movie of course not you can't make a perfect movie i honestly i don't think it's possible with that big a budget like to make a perfect movie and that many hands in it but yeah we got what we got and you know it's it's going to age i personally think it's going to age really well
2: yeah, well, see, I think the the biggest thing, like just going back and now the trilogy, the sequel trilogy is complete. I think the biggest detriment is that you've got, you had J.J. start and then Ryan in the middle and then, you know, Colin Trevorrow originally. You're going to have three separate directors. So each one was uniquely going to kind of have its own flavor. And then J.J. ended up doing Rise of Skywalker. So in a sense, it kind of feels like, just, just kind of on surface level, like it's JJ's trilogy, but mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson took the middle film. Like that's there's just the the tone and the voice, they're just different. So when you're looking at them, all three of them, um, and I guess the same could be said for like the original trilogy, but you know with kind of different directors and things. But they just, the, I think the flow kind of is it feels weird and yeah. i think after last jedi disney lucas film they had to look at what people were saying and make sure that they they landed it on the third one in general and so i think a lot of it is going to has to go back to okay how are we going to please the audience and what do we do how do we make the the best film that's going to be the most successful regardless of what the story like what we think the story should do um what's going to get people back into it um, I personally, I I know you and I, Dakota, we've talked about it. I loved what the Last Jedi did. I liked that it subverted my expectations and actually pushed the boundaries a little bit. Um, and so, some of the things that were done there, I felt like there was a lot of potential to grow uh, in that direction. But with uh, with the way the Rise of Skywalker went, I felt like some of those strands were kind of snipped, or we couldn't continue to see like, okay, well, anybody can can kind of you know be one of with the force and without being you know of <laughs> royal blood or something right. um, they kind of did it with Finn and, and Janna and all that but it would have been cool to see them do that a little bit further but again it's just i think that's just having the juxtaposition of having two different completely different directors and trying to tell one whole story in it within a trilogy it's just going to cause issues and it and it has So, either way, if you like one or the other, it's just just not going to be as cohesive. But, right. um, I think they
1: kind of took the approach as they did with Marvel and in the sense of trying to use different directors and bring in different uh, voices. And you're right. It's like it does kind of feel like uh, Ryan Johnson had his little say in the middle and it's JJ's trilogy, but that wasn't originally what was planned. And so, as things go, progress and as they move into new territory i think i hope that they kind of stick with one director's vision for if they do another trilogy arc or if they move away from that kind of Mm -hmm. uh storytelling so it'll be interesting to see what they do from now because a lot of the from the rumors what we're hearing is there's they're going to go back before all of the empire and kind of go into the old republic stuff so that'll be cool to see what's next
2: yeah i think that's probably best I think we honestly, I think the fandom needs to get away from Skywalker Mm -hmm. and we need to just like with Mandalorian. I think that's been so successful because it kind of lives in that space, but we're, it's its own thing and you're introducing new characters. Um, the truth actually the sequel trilogy did does that with new characters, but they're all still tied into the, the the same story. So I think it's just going to make it, uh, it's going to be much easier for them to push new content and I think it'll be more well-received. But, you know, we'll see. There's it's Star Wars fans. We're like the worst type of fans <laughs> in all of fandom.
1: We're so passionate.
2: Yeah, yeah. Some people are passionate. Some people are other. But anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, we we are getting an Obi-Wan series, too. So we're yeah. we're still going to be in that sandbox of the Skywalker trilogy. So that'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with that.
2: Mm-hmm. But, I think that's what uh, I think along the same tone of Mandalorian or even for me, uh rogue one, I thought worked really, really well. I mean, that would have been really cool. Uh, I mean, I, I'm glad it was a film, but even as a series that could be cool, just that, that time frame. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see in, you know, if they do the Cassian K2 show, I've kind of heard that it's, you know, <laughs> that it's, it's still a go or I heard that it was maybe, you know, put aside or I don't really know. Hopefully we still get that. Cause I think, there's a lot of really great potential there.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's um, kind of one I definitely want to see. That mm-hmm. uh, that one that was a, I really enjoyed that movie and would like to learn more about that character. So the Obi Wan actually scares me, and it's not that <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good. Um, I think like like you said, like the Mandalorian kind of exists in its own space. There were no expectations. Um, you had kind of a vague idea of who the mandalorians were um but really i mean other than in comic books yeah. um in brief uh appearances in like the movies um you know there's not much there maybe in like rebels you know clone um, wars well clone wars, wars was really was, yeah kind of biggest but you know you're not but like you know a lot of people i know like you know, a lot of people haven't watched the clone wars or you know like disney you know the rebels show um or don't read the comic books they really just watch the movies so you know that in itself is kind of like exists in its own pocket like but obi-wan i mean he's such a transcendent figure and there's kind of been this you know everyone loves obi-wan i haven't met anyone who does not like obi-wan um you know ask a, a random person out there who's obi-wan kenobi and even if they don't know star wars they're like oh yeah there's a, that's that guy from star wars yeah. so like a show dedicated to obi-wan i don't see how it's going to be able to fulfill everyone's hopes um and that's what kind of scares me is that they're just you know no matter what they do unless it's like out of this world amazing um people are going to come out and going, nah it's just it's not that good or um I'm not really enjoying it or whatever. Cause how do you fulfill everyone's one their high expectations and like everyone's kind of bringing something into that show that they're going to want to see. Yeah. Um, And kind of like these star Wars movies is that it's going to be tough to meet, you know, everyone's expectations. Yeah. Which is I, impossible. Right.
1: <laughs> I think just, just kind of just came to me now. Like if we had kind of like a, Oh, gosh, I forgot the guy's name now. But who's the guy, the head over Marvel? What's his name? Oh, uh, Kevin Feige. If we had a Kevin Feige overseeing, like, that kind of, like, passionate fan overseeing all of Star Wars, like, kind of like, a maybe if Dave Filoni was able to, like, move up the ranks and kind of oversee all of the content, maybe, like, just the overall, like, storytelling would be more... I, I wouldn't even call it fan service-y, but like just would appease more of the mass population more than trying to have certain uh certain things or are trying to hit on in this in these individual movies.
2: What are your thoughts on that? Well, I've heard that there I mean there's rumors of Kevin Feige um working with Disney and with Star Wars or slash Lucasfilms about developing um or at least doing some Star Wars storytelling in in some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, That was reported like last September, I believe. So, I mean, you know, I think that's got potential. Um, But yeah, I I feel like, I feel like they've, you know, the the story group, they've got a good group of people there. And obviously what we see on film, it's, it's a lot of is the director's um, vision for it. But as far as just kind of like the the story group and what they're doing, and I feel like it's pretty it's pretty good. It's just a matter of, um, I guess, how I'm you not, translate that to screen. But
1: I'm not saying it's not like I'm just saying from like the perspective of what Feige has done over at Marvel, mm-hmm. and like to kind of have that overarching theme. Like you said, is like when we ha- when we got the sequel trilogy, it kind of felt like it was just installments from different visions of different directors but like even though Marvel has different directors and different visions for individual individual movies like you when you see a Marvel movie it all fits into that cinematic universe and like in Star Wars sometimes it doesn't feel like it feels Star Wars but it doesn't feel like it fits like I'll, like when I watch the sequel trilogy I feel like I'm watching something completely different when I'm watching the Mandalorian you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like the tone is different like I feel like I guess, I'm not like like I'm not coming against and critiquing. Like I'm just saying what if like we had someone like Follone who could mastermind all of it and be able to yeah. kind of make it more cohesive. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
2: But you also have to kind of separate yourself from from what you're saying because I mean Thor Ragnarok is completely different from Thor dark world or from guardians or from winter soldier, like they all have their own tone. And I think that is interesting, but they're able to focus on the individual character lines and they Mm -hmm. have their own like quality and own aesthetic. And it, it, it works because I think they, you know, they spent the time to build the characters in their own kind of movie line, like arcs and then bring them together kind of slowly. Um, Because when I, when I, you know, when I saw guardians of the galaxy was like the first movie that felt like completely different and didn't really, I was like, how are you going to bring this together with Avengers? But they did it and they stayed true to like the tone and somehow were able to kind of over time, marry all these different characters and different aesthetics and themes. And they were able to do it because they kind of took the time to, to earn that. Um, I think with star Wars, it's like everything is kind of, it's almost like the, it's the same universe, so everything has to work well together. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has that kind of going against it. But I agree. I, 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 I,
1: I think, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like... I just want everybody to be on the same page. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think that's really what the heart of what my argument is. Like, yeah. I love it when the fandom comes together and, and rejoices over like content like the Mandalorian. Cause then there's no, nobody out there who's at least from what I saw was like unhappy with it. Like everybody was extremely pleased and the baby Yoda phenomenon was awesome. And yeah. just being able to c- celebrate star Wars is so enjoyable versus having to defend
0: star wars yeah i think mandalorian came at the right time you
2: know
0: but yeah totally I, i would agree with that yeah i think mandalorian actually is which is another thing that kind of gets back to this whole rise of skywalker uh you know the the lower scores is that the mandalorian i think seemed to really re uh reinvigorate you know the fan base and get people all excited about star wars again um Great show. but and I guess uh, if we kind of get back to um it's kind of sorry to circle back, but Star Wars to me is like I love the movies. I absolutely love the movies, but it does seem to really work on these this episodic format with like the cartoons and like this how the Mandalorian like these thirty to forty minute shows where if you didn't like something, you don't have to dwell on it for years, right? You can just kind of move along to the next episode and get you know totally geeked out. Um, because it was like 40 minutes of like, you know, pure adrenaline. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe that's the way to go. I hate to say like maybe, uh, you know, movies aren't where it's at because, you know, obviously they're going to keep doing them because they they make a lot of money. But, man, like it just seems to work so well um, on like this, you know, 30 to 40 minute uh, format.
2: Yeah, I think that definitely is where it's going to head. Because, I mean, if you just break it down from like a business standpoint, you want Disney needs people on their streaming platform. It's, it's cheap and you've got all, you know, in a sense like star Wars or Marvel can be kind of like the gateway drug and then open up to other, you know, content. I mean, they've got national geographic. There's a lot of stuff that my kids are watching there. Um, Or, you know, Jeff Goldblum's got his own show. Like there's all this original content they're building, but they can use Mandalorian to bring people in. And so I think if they continue to do more, Stuff on their streaming service. One, it's going to be cheaper. I mean, I can't wait to see because everything I've heard about the production of *Mandalorian* uh, and using, in a sense, kind of like digirama backgrounds. You know, you you've got like these big sound stages where it's just this gigantic 360 screen, and they're projecting a 3D environment in the space, and the actors may just have like I think from what I heard, I think Dominic Pace, uh, one of the the actors, like one of the um the bounty hunters in mandalorian in one of the i think it was a steel wars podcast he was being interviewed and he's talking about he stepped into that room and basically where the um herzog character uh the client in his little office there's like a desk and then there's stormtroopers kind of around he was saying like that entire room was basically projected onto the screen oh wow that's incredible and so they used like with ilm's like technology they were developing Um, like John Favreau used some of this for like his previous, like lion King and some other things, but basically you could take the camera and what the camera sees is basically the, the 3d environment that they're projecting on that screen. So as the camera moves around, like if you're, if you're in the room, you're staring at the screen, you're seeing what the camera's perspective is seeing. So it might be very disorienting if the camera's like panning left or right, because it's not the same perspective that you're looking at where you are in space. But from the camera, the camera can move around and it will adjust what that perspective from the camera, what it should see on the, on the screen, the 360 screen. And it's going to look, it's going to look like it's actual physical set. So anyway, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really cool stuff. I hope they, they start sharing now that Mandalorian's over, like just behind the scenes content. But what that does is it makes production that much faster and that much probably you know more profitable. They don't have to build all these entire sets a lot of the stuff they can do just on a on that stage. So what that means is like if they're able to make it more efficient to produce those types of shows where it's got that grand kind of feel like on the big screen, but you're only spending, you know, $10 million an episode, or maybe not that much. I don't know what the the full budgets were. Let's just say $100 million for a series. Um. You're not having to promote that as much as you would like trying to get people in the theaters. There's just so many things that you can kind of keep costs down with doing it and having it directly on your own streaming service, and people will have to come to you to see it. Um, I don't know. I think that's probably like what you're saying, Scott. That's I think that's where it's gonna end up going. They'll probably still do theatrical releases for some things, but I think we're gonna really start seeing that push towards it being like on their streaming service. but wow, we'll see. That's amazing.
1: Um, just kind of wrapping it up and, and putting a nice bow on the on the topic of your experience going to go oh, yeah. see the yeah. premiere. Um, just tell everybody what your overall thoughts were. And I know a lot of people out there, myself included, were very jealous. Um, but <laughs> who just tell everybody exactly like what kind of that experience is like? Did you leave feeling energized or did you leave feeling like oh this was exhausting and kind of just summarize I guess for for the listeners
2: yeah I think from just the experience of uh, being at the at the red carpet event being at the theater like I said earlier like it was just so much fun Um, surreal and exciting to just be a part of that that moment um, that most people like this is the first experience seeing the film I mean the world premiere in LA never thought I'd be able to to say that I I was there um, or is that any kind of red carpet event? Uh, it was, it's, like I said, it's still surreal. Like going back and looking at pictures and like, man, I was actually there <laughs> and seeing, <laughs> you know, seeing it in the context of like watching the YouTube stream of the, the premiere, I was going back and I actually, I found myself kind of in the background, like <laughs> just like popping up here and there. Uh, but just seeing it from that perspective as it being like a, a broadcast, it's like, it just has a different feel when you're actually there in the moment around all the people. Um, it was, it was really cool. Um, I think also just, you know, it was before Christmas and being able to kind of, uh, go to LA, um, for that experience, but also, uh, meeting other friends. So, um, uh, my buddy, Alex Backus, uh, is Stephen Ellis from the black series rebels, uh, YouTube show. Um, they were there, um, Alex, actually, he, when I went there Friday night, he, uh, he and I met up, walked around, uh, kind of that, that area, went to scum and villainy, met some other guys, um, there, like all the, the filmmakers from the video that we all met there. Um, John Hoey, Lacey Gillerin from the resistant podcast. They were, they were there as well. I got to, got to really just spend more time in community with some of these, these people, um, and get to know them better. Uh, and then also, uh, black series, Isaiah Takahashi and Jax Navarro, plastic action, uh, was able to meet up with them and like have, have meals with them. Um, I think for me at the end of the day, just like what we've talked about with doing toy photography on Instagram, it really is all about community. It's all about being able to, to be with other like-minded people. Um, you know, sharing, sharing the experience of what we find, you know, what we love and what we have in common, star Wars or toy photography. Um, that's, that's great, but also just getting to know them like as people who they are, what drives them, uh, being inspired by one another. So for me, I would say the experience of being there in LA, meeting up with all those guys, talking to them, hanging out, uh, around kind of the star Wars hype, uh, just made that much more enjoyable. So if I would have gone and didn't know anybody, it would have been like, okay, this is cool. Uh, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be here. Uh, (laughs) But it just made the experience that much that much sweeter so that's uh, awesome dude. you feel pretty blessed it's it's pretty crazy just thinking back and talking about it now but
1: i mean i i think i've said this before but i couldn't have picked any better person to represent the community than you uh, oh, dude. Ju- just <laughs> your level of professionalism i honestly would have been freaking out like if i if i would have been I, at the, I, the premiere i would have been that dude well actually
0: s- man that's kind of one question i wanted to ask uh, yeah, <laughs> kind yeah. of I was like, man, did you actually eat before you went to this thing? Because I that, that would have been the same way. I would have been like flipping out that I was going to go see like all these actors at JJ uh, Abrams and whatnot. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, um, so that
2: morning, uh, Zay came and uh, we had coffee. Uh, I guess it was like around 11 o'clock or something. And we hung out for a, a good portion of the afternoon. Um, after that, we went and met up with uh, Black Series Rebels, Alex and Steven, and then uh, John from the Resistance Podcast. Resistance podcast. Uh, we went to uh, a taco place, and they were like, this is a, it's a hole in the wall. Um, oh, gosh, I forgot what it was called. Anyway, we went there and had some tacos that were, oh, it's was yuccas, yuccas, just this little taco stand. And we had tacos, it was probably like two or something like that. Um, so that was really the only thing I ate. I think I had, you made sure I was stayed hydrated. Uh, thanks to D amazing uh, before then. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I knew that they had food afterwards. So yeah, I should say at like the after party um, once the movie was over, like on Hollywood Boulevard, when they had the they blocked that off, they had a much uh, like this giant tent that just covered the, the whole street and all these cool displays and stuff. And they had a ton of food and a bunch of, promotional type things there so um i was definitely definitely had enough food towards the end of the night but uh yeah scott i was making sure i didn't get like didn't get too uncomfortable (laughs) and and feel sick or or squeezy like meeting people or freaking out on things so (laughs) wow
1: that's so cool man i
0: just imagine in a similar situation i probably would have been like wiping my sweaty hands on my pants oh gosh yeah oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i was i was
2: I was trying to be uh, kind of cognizant of that, like making sure that if I was going to shake someone's hands, I was doing that. So it didn't like I wasn't clammy because <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it got pretty hot in that room uh, just with it being enclosed. And there are just a lot of people. And, you know, I had on a kind of a uh, nice like sports jacket with a Star Wars T-shirt on and, you know, some nice jeans and nice shoes. So I tried to look the part. I didn't want to look like a, a cosplayer or
0: like a fan filmmaker. You, um, went, you went like all nine hundred two one zero. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you all branded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it dude, was. It was so fun. It was so fun. I think that's a perfect
1: place to stop it right there, man. And <laughs> and for anybody, for anybody that like thinks that's unattainable all jason did was just put in a submission for the star wars fan awards so you never know what can happen when you're uh you're passionate about your hobby and you're passionate about your craft and jason yeah. just uh, just man it's it's awesome to be able to see you get to do stuff like that so i can't i can't wait to see what's next on your agenda
2: yeah i don't know where i don't know if i can really top that <laughs> <laughs> no but kind of to your point real quick like it was fun going and also kind of, like you said, representing the community, I did feel like, Hey, I want to, I want to share this experience with everyone who was even interested in following like with my stories and all that. And I wanted to post more, but, I uh, also wanted to be in the moment, but yeah, that was another thing I was like, man, I really want everybody to also, in a sense, kind of feel this experience and ex- through my experience, um, just kind of get an idea of what it was like. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I hope everybody else did and weren't too jealous uh, I was kind of self-conscious about that I was like man I don't know why 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 is it me but I was like I'm here I'll take it it was nah, you're man, the chosen one so,
0: so I, I just watched the video um, uh, your, your submission and one it's incredible uh, fantastic so uh well deserving but man congratulations uh quite an honor and definitely well deserved man
2: uh, well I appreciate that That really means a lot it really does. Well, everybody
1: let, um, the listeners know where they can connect with you on social media if they're not already.
2: Yeah. So if you want to check out, uh, work more or less on Instagram or workmoreorless.com, less.com, I've got some behind the scenes, uh, shots. I've got some other blog posts and, uh, tutorials and things like that. You can check that out. Uh, and then also if you wanted to reference some of the photos or, uh, images from my red carpet premiere. Blue carpet premiere experience. <laughs> uh, you can go check
0: on my uh, story highlights on Instagram as well. Awesome. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, on Instagram, uh, Scott uh, dot blind, and on the SH Figure Arts fans page, that's F A N Z um, for all your uh, figure arts goodness. Um, other than that, you know, uh I mean Facebook, but. I'm never on there. So really, <laughs> you know, if you want to you wanna contact me, uh, I think uh, Instagram is the way to go.
1: And uh, speaking of your F- SH FigureWords fans page, we are doing a giveaway very soon. Uh, also combining my 112 Collective Feature page. So check out um, both of our pages. There's going to be a huge giveaway for three figures. One person will be able to win. And yeah. Check it out. Wow. It's coming. We're gonna announce that tomorrow. So it's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Man, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. You can find me at Dagaba underscore days. You can find the Toy Photocast podcast at Toy Photocast on Instagram. You can find the Mezco page at one dot twelve dot collective. And we are now also featured on exclue collective dot com, aka exclue magazine on Instagram. So all of the yeah. Future podcasts will now be uh, be listed on the website. So big thanks to Jack Sturman over at XClue. Thank you Very so awesome. much. Awesome. Love it. And everybody, you know, we always say at the end of this, we are storytellers. So get out there, tell your story. Um, shoot some toys, have some fun, be a part of this amazing community. Um, tag us, send us messages. We love to connect with you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you at the next episode. Peace. Cheers. Later, guys.